Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. As a mother lover and agent for change with a passion for showcasing the magic of black women and the beauty of black love, Cherie Syfax seeks to demystify the stereotype that black women can have it all and do it with style, class, and grace. Now, don't be fooled. Cherie didn't always have the answers to help women attract the men of their dreams. She at one time also struggled to successfully navigate relationships um, until she did her own work in a work. She now uses her words and wisdom to empower others to do the same. And it led her to meet and marry her husband, Tracy, launching them further into purpose. Um, Cherie, last week, Thursday was the second year anniversary of us having this um, this segment called Love Is. And we delve into all the topics that impact uh, folks, uh, around us, particularly us, you know, us black and brown folks, because there are a lot of things we don't talk about. So, you know, uh, for the other cultures that are listening, learn something from us as we talk about the things that impact us. Um, this really could be, this segment really could be a, uh, implicit bias, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Cause you get, there, there are assumptions that are made about black folks a lot of the times that when you hear us talk about the things that are going on with us, you start to recognize if you are really truly listening that we're human beings just like everyone else with the same idiosyncrasies, with the same things, except, you know, we've had so many other things going on. And you've heard us talk about the, how much we love our children, how much black men, black men are literally the leaders in raising their children of all the, the, the data that's been out here. But of course, that's not sexy and it doesn't make the news. And so we talk, we don't talk about these things. Right. And so today, uh, until uh, Sharice just texted me and said she's coming, Fahim and I are going to get into a subject matter. She's going to come in and go, Lord, we starting out again. <laughs> uh, but here we go. Fahim, share with them. So Fahim Ghori is my technical producer, um, and he joined us some weeks ago with an opinion, and all the men were like, he's got to stay. you got to have him back on on a regular basis. And I have been a strong voice for Fahim that he really needs his own show. But Fahim is thoughtful. He is present. I love the way he chews his words and tastes them before he serves them to anyone else. And it makes him a good that makes that makes for a good uh, uh, a DJ, a good host on any radio station. Um, Fahim, what was the thing that you wanted to talk about this morning? All right. So make sure your microphones are open. Now. It's, it's open. It's open. All right. So <laughs> it, it actually hit me um, in the middle of your interview. I forgot the young lady's name. The uh, 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 Rachel Hannibal. Yes. Rachel Hannibal. You're interviewing uh, Rachel Hannibal. And, you know, you're going over her credentials and everything that she's accomplished. You know, a uh, very smart young lady, very accomplished. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm watching and, and I'm observant. So, you know, I, as she was talking, I looked at her hand, noticed she didn't have a ring. So it doesn't mean she's doesn't mean she's single necessarily, but she's not married or whatever. And, and I was just thinking, I was just like, hmm, I was like, from a guy perspective, I was like, if she was somebody I was interested in and I wanted to talk to her, but I'm not at that level that she's at. Like, how like how do you go about talking to somebody that's, that's not, you know, quote unquote, in your league? And if you are a woman and a man that's not necessarily on your level, approaches you are you receptive to it 
So let's talk about Rachel. And Rachel, if you're listening, call in 215-634-8065. So she paid off $150,000 in debt. Her credit score was 850, right? If, if I remember. And what else was, what was, what else was on her resume, uh, Fahim? Do you remember? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. It was a lot, but, but, though. <laughs> very, very accomplished. Very accomplished. <laughs> and so, for those of you who are under the sound of our voices, um, have you uh, uh, been in a particular space where you feel like you've accomplished much and someone approaches you that they feel like they, they didn't accomplish as much as you? How do you handle that? Um, cause I said to, to Fahim says, would you date somebody who was the manager of Popeye's? And I was like, yeah, I would. He said, yeah, but your husband is a rocket scientist. <laughs> but, but so, so, I, so, okay. Let me, let me, mm, let's talk about this. I want you all to call in 215-634-8065 because this is a, a, a topic that I hear a lot of men discussing and Rachel is on the show. She comes on the show. So I, you know, I have to read her biography, right? But there are a lot of women, uh, and some men who lead with, I have four degrees. I have, I am author of such and such. I am. In fact, I used to get so mad when I would go to events and people would stand up to ask a question and they would say, my name is, I am the author of such and such. I have four degrees. I worked over here, here. And by the time they ask the question, it's four minutes later. I, I find it duplicitous and disingenuous when we lead with what we do instead of who we are, right? So when my husband met me, all he knew was that I was a mother with two children. He had no idea all the things that I had accomplished, all the things I was accomplishing. He just didn't. He started, you know, going, coming to some of the things that I was doing. And he was like, ooh. I knew him as a teacher, a robotics teacher. We didn't get into a whole lot of discussion about anything else. And in fact, when people would look at my husband and I, they're like, you two don't match. You're tall and this and that. And uh, Rachel, good morning, darling. You're tall and this and that. And, you know, he's shorter than you and you look like, you know, and it's like, but our hearts match. And so for me, for me, for Andrea, it is more important for me what is in the heart than what you do for a living. because. If if you work together as a couple, then you can accomplish anything, right? My husband and I just happen to be accomplished people in our own right. In fact, most of the people in my husband's family had no idea. I think even most recently, they're starting to realize as, as much that I have been doing and the places that I have been in, because I am not one of those people who will get on social media and go, look who I met today. Look who I talked to today. If you knew the rooms that I have been in, only my husband knows the rooms that I have been in and continue to walk through that is nobody's business but my own, then you will, you'll understand. And so when my husband got sick and was in the hospital, some of those people came out of the woodwork and was just like, oh, <laughs> Oh, and these are friends. These are not people that I'm leveraging uh, uh, and having relationships with in terms of let me just leverage them because X, Y and Z. So you have to, when I talk to you all about being authentic, it really, truly matters. Sharia, I see you, my darling. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Let me catch you up. Uh, Fahim asked the question. Rachel was on the air with me yesterday and she um, she has a 850 credit score. She paid off one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt. And Fahim looked and saw that she didn't have a wedding ring on. And he was like, well, how's a brother like me going to be able to talk to somebody like her? Like she's so accomplished. Right. Rachel is on the phone. Rachel, good morning, my darling. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rachel. 
Hey. <laughs> bet, you, bet you didn't know you were going to be the topic of conversation today, huh? <laughs> Well, I'm actually surprised that Fahim can't think that he can have somebody that has an 850 credit score and that she's paid off debt. Because that don't matter. She still got a heart. She still needs to be hugged on and loved on. I mean, it's I don't know what. I don't know. Rachel told my, you know, Rachel came to um, Booker's and she, uh, we had her come and talk to our, um, we had her come and talk to our staff about finances and things mm-hmm. like that. So she definitely shared that with us as well. But I didn't think like, well, I can't be her friend because she got a <laughs> Yeah, but it's different. It's different from being her friend. It's different if you want to be a love interest, right? Because Fahim was like, I looked at her and I didn't see no rings. And then how does a brother who really would look at her and say, this is, uh, oh, oh, my husband said, this should be juicy. <laughs> hey, mister, I'm so happy to hear from you. But really quick, you guys, I have a couple minutes. I totally forgot, girl, you know, between coming in from out of the country we have mm-hmm. a big tv thing that we're filming today mm-hmm. and so i have to go get my makeup done pretty soon but i'm gonna but i'm gonna go through the first segment so okay I okay apologize. when you text no me i was like oh shoot it's thursday <laughs> it's all right you know I've so, been running all week, so i know i know and thank you for helping mr the only reason he ate and started eating was because of you and tracy um so we appreciate you for that um tr- uh rachel so tell yes. me honey do you think that uh, you are approachable based on the things that you have accomplished in life? What would a brother need to do to approach you? Does he need to have an 850 credit score? <laughs> no, I tell people I'm more concerned about the things that I can't help you with. Um, I can help a man get his money together. I can help him get his credit together. I'm not concerned about the things that I can help with. Um, I'm concerned about the things that's beyond me. <laughs> that's above like, me. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I'm looking for a man to be himself. When people say, what are you looking for in a man? I'm looking for him to be himself and to give me the opportunity to choose to love him for who he is and to help him in whatever purpose he believes God has for him. And that mm-hmm. is my intention. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. so, so wh- when you hear a brother say that they might feel, um, you know, uh, intimidated, not intimidated, but challenged by how accomplished you are, then what do you say to that brother? I I tell him that he, he would need to do whatever he needs to do for himself to be secure, because in any scenario, he should be secure within himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but, but, but OK, but let me be the devil's advocate. There's a lot of sisters out here. Let me just go there. I can't talk to him. You you will work on the back of a trash truck. I can't be with you because blah, 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 blah. Um, You know, I've got five degrees apart my own house. Da, da, da. You know, that's that, that's happening a lot, too. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we pushed good quality men away because of certain things and ideologies that we believe a good man is a good man is a good man. Right. If, if you know, I heard sister, I would never date no brother that came out of jail. Well, ma'am, you know, there, there, right, right, but, but that's what I'm saying. There's redemption. I'm glad y'all skipped him over because I got him and he, <laughs> and he is good to me. So <laughs> good to me, good to the community, good to all the things. <laughs> so, that's, so that's what I'm saying. We have to see people for who they are and not what they do necessarily right because a brother that loves you and for him corrects me correct me if i'm wrong a brother that loves you will move heaven and earth for you a sister that loves you will move heaven and earth for you and let me say this well at least for me and i'm and i may be wrong so correct me um but i believe rachel tells that story in context of Mm -hmm. finances Mm -hmm. i i would hope and this is 
this is information or this is um, things and strategies that I give women that I work with mm-hmm. that that is not the badge of honor that she's going into a conversation with the potential right. lover with right. because that doesn't matter. She could have an 850 credit score and pay it off 150000 in debt and be this horrible person. So character is what mattered to her point about what it is that she can help someone with mm-hmm. because ultimately... You know, again, I, I would believe she's telling that she, in, at least in our situation, she was telling that situation in context to help right. people understand why should you trust what I'm telling you? Mm-hmm. Why should you listen to me? Mm-hmm. And it's, I used to be, you know, I was you. I grew up yes. in this and now this. Mm-hmm. So it's also really, really um, important on us, for, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. we can walk through the door with the, what degrees we have, what positions we hold, what we've accomplished. And ultimately, when Tracy asked me what I did, I said, you know, I'm so fortunate that I'm able to inspire other black women to get into the medical advice industry. So I didn't even tell them what I did because really it didn't matter. What I loved about the job I had at the time was one, I get to impact healthcare in my community. There's not a lot of black people, women especially, that are in the, even making any decisions or input at a certain level in medical device com- companies because they're all run by white men. Mm-hmm. And the other piece is that a lot of women I mentor. So those were the things that I loved about the work that I did. I could have been like, I'm a director. I manage half the country. You know, I'm the first highest or second highest black woman that work at my company. I could have said all those things. But I talked about what my work, what about my work I enjoy and inspires me. And that's what he appreciated because it, those are some of the same things. He inspires people. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we're connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I happened to work in the medical device industry at the time, but it was what that did what my core values brought mm-hmm. into that role that was, you know, the most important thing to me in sharing to someone that I was interested in. Yeah. And and that's important. Rachel, thank you for calling in, my darling. We appreciate you. Thank um, you. You're welcome, sweetie. A poor baby. She all ended up in the conversation today. Didn't even know <laughs> she was going. Fahim, what are your thoughts around this? Tell me why. Tell me if, if, if that helped you or where does where do brothers think when you know, what are the thoughts of brothers when they see an accomplished woman? See, it, it, it does help. But uh, just to, uh, I guess, clarify one thing um, from the guy's perspective, it's not the intimidation of being with a successful woman because. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm obviously comfortable being with you. If I wasn't, I wanted to approach you. I'm, I'm approaching because I want to be with you. And I know that if you gave me the opportunity, I would be a, a great man for you. Mm-hmm. The issue is because of where I am in life versus where you are in life. Are you even going to give me that chance? Or am I going to mm-hmm. be cut off right from the beginning? That's why when it comes to like dating, like first dates and you, and you ask those, those like icebreaker questions, like mm-hmm. I, I understand why the question is asked because it is an easy conversation starter, mm-hmm. but it's also, my least favorite question because it's, it's such a eliminating question, which is the what so what's you, the icebreaker question by him? What, can catch me up. Uh, uh, what what do you do? Like, and that's mm-hmm. always it is always like the first two or three questions that's asked. Mm-hmm. Like, right, you know, jump, but what uh, do you I, do? I guide women and I talk to them a lot about how they answer yeah. that question. Yeah, because what do you do is not who you are, right? And I would tell people, you know, I can tell you what I do all day. Yeah, that and doesn't like, matter. And you can it, see it's it. who I am. It's who I am that you want to know. Yeah. And you so can, you have to be skilled enough to turn that question around because what I do, there's value in that. But really, you as a man, you want to know who I am. 
Right. Because what I do can change. What I did when I met Tracy is different than what mm-hmm. I do today. <laughs> Absolutely. And when and when your company decided that it was time for you to go, guess who stepped in the gap for you? Because that man that loves you, that you married, that understood his core values was like, baby, you ain't got to worry about it. I got you. Because right? who I am is more aligned with what we do together mm-hmm. at the restaurant and the other businesses that we do, even though I was able to inspire and all the things. But who I am is is better served in other spaces. And, so, yeah. And also, um, a lot of times, like, titles sound better than what the job might actually be. It because, absolutely. You know, like, because, you know, I've, I've, I've gone out on dates and I've had different jobs. And, you know, uh, when I, if I tell, tell a woman, uh, when she asks me what I do, when I tell her that, oh, I work at American Airlines versus oh, I'm a producer for a morning radio show. Mm-hmm. The producer for a morning radio show title sounds way more glamorous. It's like, oh, really? Oh, tell me more about that. But the kicker is I made more money when I was working at American Airlines. So it's like you can't really judge, right. you right. know, what a person's job is Absolutely. versus, you know, their 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 position in life. So that's that's why I don't like that question because it's, it's very eliminating. You can almost see it in the person's face when you mm-hmm. answer, depending on your answer. If they're well, like, so, hey, why do you feel like you're going to ask it? Right, right. But, but, but it's, it's just, it's a, it's a very it's common question. question. Like I said, it's, a, well, I, it's an icebreaker question because it's easy to start a conversation about. Well, I, would, I would recommend you turn that around yeah. and I will recommend that you say, what is it about what you do that you enjoy or what inspires you? Again, what you do, Tracy was a roofer, hated it. It was a way to make, you know, keep a family fed, but hated it. What he really is inspired by <laughs> is the work he does teaching entrepreneurs, um, uh, teaching entrepreneurship to formerly incarcerated people so that when they come home or from to incarcerated and formerly incarcerated. So when they come home, um, they when they come home, that they have something to do you know, or have an opportunity to get a job. Now, he's compensated well to do that. He was compensated very well to be a roofer. Now, if I was, you know trying to pass judgment on someone or whatever. I mean, you know, entrepreneurship, you know, whatever. Like, right. I think it's more about what he what he is inspired by. He was once formerly incarcerated. He understands the challenges that people have. I mean, those are the conversations that we had. So add more depth to the conversation. And that's in your control. And, and, and how you answer that question is in your control. So, again, do, do you want to know what I do or do you want to know who I am? Yes, Fahim. Come on with it. Chiri, you got to go now? I do. Oh, honey, that's all right. We're going to keep it going. Because yeah. the phone no. lines the phone lines are open. 215-634-8065. Congratulations. Hey, come in because, you know, it's cold outside. And I know and I understand that we still need people to come into Booker's. And today is word Thursday. You get your 15% off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's honey. it's cold and I understand. So, and I it is cold. <laughs> it is cold. It is absolutely cold. Thank you so much. Love to you and Tracy. We'll see you soon. Thank okay? you. Mr. We are so happy to have you back in yeah. our hemisphere. So we appreciate yeah. it. Oh my God. It's yeah. so good to know that you yeah. type it in and texted us and letting us yeah, know. Yeah, right. 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 He's a, he's a, listen, we'll talk soon. Thank you, okay. honey. 
All right. So, all right. Bye bye. So we're going to continue the love is segment without Sheree. Uh, Fahim and I are going to continue having the conversations as are needed. The phone lines are open 215-634-8065. Cliff come from Connecticut. I see you there. There's a whole lot of comments on the Facebook social media pages and I'm excited. You are listening to the source on WURD progressive black talk media on air and online at wordradio.com. I am Andrea Lawful Sanders. We will be right back with more of the love is segment with Fahim Gori, Sharice Syfax, and myself right after these messages. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to The Source on WURD, progressive black talk media on air and online at wordradio.com. If you're just joining us, I am Andrea Lawful Sanders, your host, Mondays through Fridays from 5 to 7 a.m. Fahim and I are talking about, you know, approaching a woman who might be, or a man who might, we might seem deemed to be more successful than we are. And what does that, what does that look like? I'm going to read some of the comments. Cliff, I know you're still there. Um, I hope you want to talk about this part of the subject matter, um, about dating a successful woman or a successful man. Uh, for, but in the commercial break, Fahim had something he had to say. What did you have to say, Fahim, about what happens when, uh, in, with women who are often successful that you've seen? Now, now this is something that, like I've, I've seen firsthand it hasn't happened to me personally but i've definitely seen it and i have uh a lot of female friends who have said it to me just talking about their dating life so they'll say something like i've worked so hard to have this and that you know i've worked so hard to to have my own home i worked so hard to to be at this status therefore like the person i talk to has to have this i can't you know lower you know uh what I've accomplished in life to, to date somebody. And like I said, that's, that's, it's understandable to, to feel that way because you, you definitely want to date somebody that, um, you know, does, uh, help add value to your life. Absolutely. I understand that. But I, I just also feel like it's cutting off a lot of, you know, really good people at the same time when you, when you do that. And mm-hmm. it's, it just, it's just one of those differences. We always talk about the difference in, in, uh, relationships between, mm-hmm. uh, what men go through versus what women go through. And I just mm-hmm. feel like that's, that's a stress that primarily men deal with. Women don't really have to think about that to the same extent because for a man, if we're interested in you and we like you, you can be unemployed with two kids. We're still going to talk to you. That's just mm-hmm. a man. Like we go after what we want regardless. So it's it's kind of like if, if if you're a man, like say you're a man that's working at Walmart and you see this this successful like businesswoman walk in. If you have decent intentions with her, like you actually want to, you know, like date her, you're gonna think to yourself, man, I gotta get myself together to uh to, to talk to this woman. I, I gotta get I gotta get myself straight. Wow. Now flip it, a woman that works at Walmart, she can see a billionaire walk in and she's gonna shoot her shot. <laughs> like she has no concern over what she does. Yeah, I mean, we see it all the time. We see women like you know uh, sliding in celebrity DMs and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. like women do, do not have to worry about where they are because if again, if a man likes you, he's going to talk to you regardless. Right. But but right. typically, a, a woman a woman might find you attractive and think mm-hmm. you're cute and all. But if you're not you know bringing such and such to the table. Sorry, I got other options. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And interesting. We we tend to. 
uh, Joseph Simmons says, you know, you have to you have to ask who you are, not what you do. But Joseph, and let me tell you, a lot of people, when you say, who are you? They say, oh, I am the director of such and such. And I have five degrees and I own my own house and I drive a, a 2025, such and such and such and such, and such. A lot of us don't even know who the hell we are. Right. So we lead with what we do as who we are. And this is why I keep telling people, know what your core values are so that when you're in the conversation, you know how my husband and I connected when we talked. He said, I said, I love working with young people. They are very important to me. His antenna went up because he loves working with young people. They're important to him. It wasn't about I was over here, over here. And in fact, the entire time my husband and I dated, once he started to get a glimpse of what I actually did, he wanted to share with his family. And I said, don't you dare. Don't you dare tell them not one third of what I do. Just give them my name. Right. I want to tell. Nope. Don't tell them. I, I, I need people to. To, to meet me right where I am, except beyond what I do. And it, it, it opened up the, the doors of, oh my God, did she, she taking advantage of him? Oh my God. We make too many damn assumptions. We absolutely do. And we need to really navigate through that. And there are many men who are married to successful women who are staying home because the woman makes more money, but they love each other. It's not about what she does versus what he doesn't do. I know women who are lawyers and leaders. At, at huge organizations and their husbands are, you know, uh, uh, um, are maintenance workers or lead the maintenance department. We have to get outside of ourselves and stop thinking, well, I can't because, you know, he doesn't everybody's not going to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an Indian chief. Right. And so part of what I have done in my particular instance is because people would look at my husband and I and judge, she must be using him for something because they don't even look like they matched. But let me tell you something. I love the draws off of my husband. You hear what I'm telling you? You can't tell me. And you, you all watched it the other day. Can't tell me nothing, nothing when it comes to that black man. So y'all going to go ahead and look for a six foot four and washboard stomach. I have a, a, a beautiful nerd that absolutely understands me. I understand him and we chose each other's hearts. And that's why we have the kind of relationship that we have. Too many of you are looking for the, you know, oh my God, and he's got to have a yacht and all these other things. These, these, and right. And so Joseph Simmons, he says, dig deeper on those dates. 90 day rule seems to work well. My husband and I dated five years before we got married. We didn't live together. Before we got married, all of those things, we got to know each other. We got to dig into the idiosyncrasies of each other, what works and what didn't, right? Have the hard conversations. I never said to him, well, where is this going? I didn't give a damn. I was having a good old time. You know what I'm saying? Because I was doing my own thing, accomplishing my own right. and wasn't trying to figure out about being married, but he knew he wanted to marry me. And by the time he asked, he, he talked to my sons first. Before he came and asked me, they gave him the okay because he's a gentleman, gentleman. You know what I mean? He's a gentleman's gentleman. So he didn't just come and just assume that my son would accept him. My sons would accept him. He went to them and had a conversation with them almost a year before he asked me. And so you all, we, we, we have to stop putting pressure on ourselves and pressure on each other, right? And, and move beyond the facades that we carry with ourselves. Oh my God. And if you, and, 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 and I've seen people who run after folks who have the titles, et cetera, and they have the, they are horrible human beings. They don't know how to talk to people. They treat people like crap, you know, but because they have the title, they figure well, I'm going to be able to get anybody that I need. Um, Fahim, they're over here. As Sherish Fahim said, I wasn't trying to shoot my shot. The conversation with her yesterday made me think of the topic. They want Fahim to go shoot his shot with Rachel. He's like, that's not what I was trying to do. Um, Lorraine says, I have to do whatever it takes to stay married because they didn't just seem so stressful. 
it truly is, right? But I need us to look beyond what we think we see, right? Look beyond what we see on the outside and really reach the person's heart. And the only way to do that is to have the kinds of conversations that's going to lead there. Cliff from Connecticut, thank you for holding on, my darling. What would you like to add to this? Just Andrea, thank you so much for taking my call. Brother Fahim, good morning, bro. Let me tell you the type of man I am. And I do look for or desire a woman. So when you say man or a woman, so I prefer a woman. Okay, that's mm-hmm. natural to mm-hmm. me. And, and in addition to that, a black woman. I I I call me whatever you want, you know. But don't don't say that I'm a racist, even though a brother mm-hmm. cannot be racist. But I prefer sisters. I don't see mm-hmm. an interest in a Becky or a white woman. Now mm-hmm. I don't care what. And let's take Rachel. Okay, I didn't hear the mm-hmm. interview, but mm-hmm. let's say she's a accomplice and she's you know she's that. First thing I want to do is to see what her interests are, you know, mm-hmm. and, and what she values. So I'll put right. the question, you know, do you, you know, my sister, do you prefer Christmas or Kwanzaa? Now she mm-hmm. tells me Christmas, then, you know, okay, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a, you know, that's, you know, that's not a plus. I would prefer mm-hmm. if she came out and said Kwanzaa. So now we're going somewhere. Now we can mm-hmm. move forward. Then I'm going mm-hmm. to say in terms of her religion, you know, uh, Israel, I'm going to bring up certain mm-hmm. subjects, subjects. Mm-hmm. You know, Israel, mm-hmm. are you pro-Israel or are you into, uh, do you support Palestine? Now, mm-hmm. she tells me she likes, you know, she support Israel because of that. Then I'm going to say, okay, you know, here's something else. So we're over two now. You know, so no, but, but, but wait, but when she says she's supporting Israel, are you digging deeper and having a deeper conversation with her? Or in your mind, you're saying, oh, that's zero for two, oh for two. You know, no, no, you know? yeah, in my mind. So I'm going to go mm-hmm. first. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm going to say I've been turned over religion. Okay, do you believe in, you know, the, you know, are you, are you a Christian? You know, what did your Jesus look like? You know, and then she tells me, well, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, why are you asking these questions, you know, in terms of black and white? That's going to be 0 for 3. So the point I'm making is that now, and let me say this as a segue, and I really like what you, what you do in terms of saying black Jesus. I love that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you are identifying who your Jesus is. Yeah. Now, if a, now, now, if a sister can do that, you know, then I'm moving forward. But then I want to know, you know, something else, reparations. So mm-hmm. I want to, I want to see if she's involved in social issues as it pertains to us as a people. Now, mm-hmm. she could be, you know, and I'm not saying anything against Rachel. She could be mm-hmm. very accomplished, successful, and then mm-hmm. turn around and says, "Oh, I just love Trump," you know, and mm-hmm. I love his values. <laughs> yeah, and, and right, so right. she says that, brother Fahim, mm-hmm. I'm out. I'm like, here, i tell you what, sister, you can pay for your own, I'll tell you what I'll do. You know what I mean? I'll pay for this, but, you know, hey, power to you. You know, I'll pump my my heart, you know, shake her hand. That ain't yeah. my type of sister. You know, yeah. and so I don't care what she look like, how much money she's making, but yeah. if she has no values, Brother Fane, yeah. Sister Andrea, yeah. if she has yeah. no values, you know, then we're not compatible. I'm out. That's why I don't see brothers, why brothers, man, have these Beckys. They'll take a, a, a Becky coming working our waitress and dump us true, authentic sister. I don't get it. That's not me. Yeah, but but, now, but, but, the, but Cliff, but Cliff, that, so, that, so, 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 Cliff, so that is your predilection. Um, uh, you're right. My husband says, I'm not sure if these questions are for a first date. <laughs> you know, no, no, sure. So, so I'm just saying in terms of me, and I think to your point, what brothers should do, and I'm speaking on behalf of brothers, that they should be looking more into a sister's heart, you know, and value and have things in common other than the material things like what you were saying, Sister Andrea, in terms of how much money she makes, yes. she's wearing a Gucci, Louis Vuitton. Right, so I don't right. Care. 
And I right. think another thing that I'm disappointed with, you know, mm-hmm. and it's embarrassing, my sisters, my beautiful black sisters on these mm-hmm. reality shows, Housewife of Atlanta, you know, the basketball housewives, you know, mm-hmm. tennis, you know what I'm saying? The buffoonery mm-hmm. that they, and I love my sisters, but to mm-hmm. see them go back and forth, all the fakeness, mm-hmm. you know, the fake, you know, come on, you know, since Andrea, no, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Yo, we yeah. got to get back to who we are as an original people, yeah. love ourselves, and be who we are as a people, and love who we are. I think it's what we need to do in order to get back to who we are and who we should be in our community. Does that make a little bit of sense? Oh, it it makes sense, but we we are now very clear what you want. Somebody, Laverne says, uh, Cliff ain't dating no Trumper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Damn right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, Brother Fahim, am I a little bit, you know, too far to the right or to the left? Or brother, you know, I, I got too too high of a standard. I need to break it down and be more open. No, you, you want what you want. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cliff. Talk to you soon. Oh, this was a hot topic. I'm trying to tell you. Uh, Margaret, Mar- Margaret says, Mr. Yes, sir. I want to hear those questions on day one so we don't waste each other's time. Um, you know, it's, it's, we don't. We didn't get deeply into those. You can tell uh, someone's core values, though, by the way they behave, the way they treat someone when you go out to certain places, etc. I wanted someone who loved his family, right? Um, who was able to have. So, so let me be clear. I don't care what you look like. If you are not smart, I can't do it. If I can't have a, a decent conversation with you about world affairs, that's just Andrea. I cannot do it and so my husband had been on a series of dates and he had me dying with laughter right he said he went out with one uh lady and she asked him what did he do and he said he was an engineer and she says oh what train are you up uh and the engineer on i would like to ride the train he said i'm not a conductor (laughs) and he wished her well on her journey and kept on going and then another one who hollered out, I found me a black man working. So it's it's very, <laughs> it's, it's very difficult. I, on the other hand, didn't have a whole lot of people approaching me at all, at all. And he would say, it's because they're looking at you and could look in your face and was like, yeah, no, nah. <laughs> I'm not even going to approach her. And I did not want to be unapproachable. I remember having a conversation with him as my friend before we even started dating. And I was like, why am I? Do I need to do something different? He's like, no, be who you are. The person who loves you will accept you just the way you are. We weren't even dating. A couple of years later, we began dating. Now I'm married to the man. See, so <laughs> be yourself, right? Um, just be yourself, no matter what it looks like. And, it's, and, it, and it becomes very difficult. Y'all, yeah, Marguerite, I, we've had some, we've had some, but, uh, you know, we like, and he likes having his brain fed. So if I wasn't someone who could have a great conversation with him, that would have been a wrap too, right? So it's just, you have to just find your person, um, find your person and look beyond how much money they make and what they do. Cause I know a lot of buttholes who are making tons of money and I wouldn't touch them with a 10 foot pole. Ask me how I know. Right. So, you know, a lot of people <coughs> use the, the title and uh, to be arrogant and to be awful to people. Of course, I remembered all of that, Mr. Sanders. <laughs> he said, you're a conductor on a train. What train you operate on? I'd like to come and be on it. He, 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 and he's so gentle and kind. He said, I just wished her well on her future journey. Um, um, how many of you have, you know, uh, been in relationships or are, are married to someone? Who makes less than you? 
let's talk about that. What does that look like, right? Um, would you not be in a relationship with them because they made less than you? Uh, I'm thinking of a friend who had been married for, for, for almost 30 years, only to find out that her husband had a whole nother family somewhere else that he was taking care of. The man is handsome. And I remember first meeting them saying, ah. <laughs> but I was kind. I'm always kind. But you, I, and I, I'm always vibrational. I'm always vibrational with people. So when all the stuff started coming out, I was not shocked, right? And he took her for a song and a dance. Like he, he went and wiped her 401k because he said, I am an entrepreneur and she makes this, da, 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 da. So you all have to be careful. It's not just about what they look like. You have to really look at what their inner core is. What are their core values? Because, yo, cute don't last forever, right? But what's substantive, substantive in, your, in, in who you are, that makes all the difference. Does he stand up for you when it matters? Is he kind? Is he open? Is he generous, right? Do you work together as a team? Do you work on one accord? My husband and I can live on $30 and we can live on $450,000 because we work together. So those are the things that matter, y'all. And when we get that, um, then we can understand this. There are folks who won't date a man who don't have a car. Well, you know, and, and, and like Lorraine says, it's different when you're dating in your twenties and thirties versus in your fifties and sixties. Cause at 50 and 60, they're hoping that at that point, you're at least a little bit established to get to somewhere where you, you actually own a car if that's what you want to do. But then you might have a disability that dictates you can't drive a car. So you have to ask the questions, John, and stop making assumptions. Um, uh, Marguerite says, my husband made less than me initially and his credit was in the toilet. He grew as we grew and made sure I was taken care of when he closed his eyes. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You are listening to The Source on WURD Progressive Black Talk Media on air and online at wordradio.com. I am Andrea Lawful Sanders. We will be right back with the final segment of The Source and the Love is segment with Fahim Gori and myself right after these messages. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to the final segment of The Source today and this hot air high topic that we're talking about. Um, Lorraine Henry says, do people not talk on the phone or in person before they go out, child? That's an anomaly these days. Um, another friend wrote and says... Uh, I made more than my military husband. We were married in our mid-20s and we worked together to build what we have. I married the other black nerd. You know he will do anything for me and I for him. That's absolutely true. But Fahim asked this question, you know, I, I, what happens when you, a lot of people say, you know, I'm not. Once they hear that you're doing certain things or your credit is in the toilet, tell me, explain to them what you just said to me, Fahim. Oh, yeah. I, I was just elaborating on some of the comments of, um, uh, some of the, the women that chimed in saying like their husbands uh initially made less than them and things of that sort. And I was just saying, I, when I hear that, I always wonder like, how, how did the relationship start? Like when, when you found that out about him at the beginning, like what did he do or say or whatever it was that, that won you over that said, okay, he's dealing with this or going through this, but well, we I want to work together. I wanna, yeah. I want to continue to, mm -hmm. to get to know him. Cause a lot of times that's like a brick wall. You know, when, yeah. when, uh, when a woman uh, hears that, it's like, oh, no, can't deal with that. Sorry. Next. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So for those of you who said that on the social media pages, type in why or, you know, my friend is typing. What made you decide to stick with them despite the fact that they were making less than you? Um, what was it about them that you thought would make them a good partner and stuck with them? Brother Hurt, 
Good morning. I know you've been holding on for a while. How are you? Brother Hurt? Brother Hurt going once? Brother Hurt going twice? All right, Brother Hurt. Um, my friend that wrote uh, said it just did not matter. Um, you know, loved him. She just loved him. And so when the heart is involved, when the core values are where they are, then you don't worry about who makes what and, and, and how that looks um, on the outside or the inside. People have a tendency to judge what they don't know. Um, but, you know, I tell you all, all the time, my husband was sick and I, I literally turned heaven inside out to make sure that he was okay. And in part because my husband stood in the gap, continues to stand in the gap for me. He's a very mild-mannered man until you mess with me and then you see the 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 the, the little gremlin comes out of, on, on him. He has made sure that I've been okay. He has made sure, that, oh, just from, from the time we started dating, right? He's always looked out for me, his wife. We look out for each other. And so we have to get past the what we see on the outside, what we think a person makes, what we, you know, we do a lot of judging um, and, 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 and really work together. Because when you love each other, here's the issue. You can talk about, you can tell when relationships are, um, you can tell when relationships are surface and stays on the surface because when the rubber meets the road, when one person gets sick or one person loses their job, you heard Cherie talking about it. She was let go from her job suddenly uh, uh, in the summer of last year, and she was devastated. And her husband stepped in the gap and said, hey, I'll just get some more contracts. That's what happens when you're in a relationship with somebody that goes beneath the surface. When you're not in a relationship with someone that goes beneath the surface, then you go, oh, I, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for you being sick. I didn't sign up for you not having a job. Well, bye -bye, bye -bye. Hello. That's life. Life happens to all of us. And so if you can't sign up for life, then you should not even be trying to be in a relationship. It's not always about the goodness and the traveling and all the other things that come along with it. People are dying. People are losing their jobs. People are, you know, uh, being put out of their homes. All sorts of things are going on out here. And we have to be able to be be thoughtful and reflective enough before we get into a relationship that says, is this someone I want to have children with A? Is this someone that I could go through thick and thin with B? Is this someone that can, you know, we can have arguments without it becoming detrimental C? Like you have to have those kinds of conversations, not about what he makes, the kind of watch he wears, the kind of car he drives and vice versa. Same thing for the women. We want a big button, a smile. Well, excuse me. And after you get the big button, a smile, then what do you have? Right. Some of us are just intrinsically horrible, nasty people who are walking around with, you know, all the degree and the pedigree and can't find somebody because we don't know how to treat the people around us. And it shows up in our actions daily. And we fuss and fight. I can't understand why I can't find nobody because I got a house and I got a car and I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And it's just, we have to be very mindful. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's a lot, but we have to, we have to talk about these things, right? We have to, um, uh, you know, it, whew. Fahim, would you like to add anything else? Oh, let me, let me quickly take Miss Willie Mae. Good morning, Miss Willie Mae. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm so happy for you and your husband through the surgery and your mm. whole family, the grandchildren, that God has blessed you so much. Thank and you. I wanted to get the number for uh, Sid Booker's restaurant. Oh, uh, 
uh, are you talking about um, Booker's? Mm. Uh, I have to I have to quickly look that up. Uh, hold on, let me see if I can okay. find it for you. I heard yesterday was your birthday. Happy birthday, Miss Willie Mae. Uh, it was December the twenty-sixth. Ah, well, happy birthday when you had it. Let me see. You ready for the number for Booker's? Yes. It's two one five. Two one five. Eight eight three. Eight eight three. Zero nine. Zero nine. Six zero. Six zero. Thank you very much so I can have some place to order some food from. Yes. Yes, Miss Willie May. It's always good to hear your voice. You have a good day and stay warm, okay? All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, if you have not learned anything from me yet, I love the seasoned citizens and I love young people. This is the people in my age group, you know, the middle group, you know, <laughs> the 40s, the 50s and the 60s. That I'm just, ah. um, but I will always stop what I'm doing for my seasoned citizens and for young people. We have so much work to do. Fahim, is there anything else you'd like to add to this? Because this one question took up the entire segment. Nah, that's what I wanted. No, every, everything is good. <laughs> I would just try to get a good conversation piece because I think that's, you know, that's just a, a common thing that goes on in the dating world. And, you know, it's just another one of those situations where, you know, there's there's uh, different viewpoints from a man's pers uh, perspective versus a woman's perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, it's it's yeah, we have so much work to do. There's so many things that are being said yet. Uh, <laughs> they're still trying to get you and Rachel together. <laughs> um, someone was sharing a story with me about a woman uh, that was getting ready to date a man. This was very recent. And they decided to meet and he pulled up in a uh, work truck. He had a, you know, and she, I'm not getting in that. I don't want nobody to see me in that. And she walked away. What she didn't realize was that he was a contractor who had owned about eight or nine homes and he was coming in from work. And so we have to be very careful. We have to be very careful that we don't just judge books by their covers. We just don't. The other thing that happens to my husband and I is they have, they make the assumption that I'm 30 or 40 years younger than my husband. I'm not, I, listen, that's not true. My black just ain't cracking. <laughs> my black is not cracking. And, you know, even as recently as we, we went to the oncologist, it was like, are you old enough to be his wife? What are you talking uh, when I first started dating him, they assumed I was in my 20s. I was in my 40s when I first started dating him. And so folks don't know. You have to also be careful when you're judging and looking and seeing. Um, he said he was going to get a T-shirt that says, I'm not robbing her cradle. And she's much older than she actually is. And he's going to take a copy of my license and just <laughs> show it to people. I, if you see my father on social media, then you'll understand why I look the way that I look. And my family member said I haven't aged a day. Like, I just still look the same. And it's not going to always be this way. Somewhere around the set, because my father is, ooh, his black still ain't cracking, though. He looks great. My father still looks like my brother. So be very careful that you're judging based on what you think you see, right, and what you don't know. I ain't young. I am not young, not by any stretch of the imagination. There's no way I could have a 32-year-old and a 27-year-old and still be in my 20s and 30s. Let's not play that game, okay? My mama would not be having that in these Wakandan streets. And so you have to ask the questions. Ask instead of making assumptions. Ask instead of judging people sight unseen. Um, you know, uh, just, just be very careful. Just be very, very careful. And when you're talking about dating, I would say get a 
do I have it here? Because I have a bunch of um, vision boards. I'm a vision boarder. Uh, and I, um, it's probably back there. I have a bunch of vision boards, you know, put on your vision boards. What is it that you're looking for in a mate? Don't talk about the car and the house. Talk about the core values. What is it that I'm looking for in someone that would make my heart sing? Someone who would stand beside me if I needed them. Someone who wouldn't walk away if I lost my job. Someone who would be, be here if I found myself in any bit of trouble or they found themselves in any bit of trouble. You heard Cherie Syfax said her husband was in jail. She could have looked at him and said, I don't want to be with nobody that come out of jail. We have to stop judging sight unseen. People make mistakes. What are their core values now? Right? What are they doing? Because there's some folks who are, and then, and this other thing. So this is Andrea talking. I am not impressed by someone who is labeled down from their head to their toe. Gucci, Louis Vuitton. In fact, that puts me in the other direction because that tells me where your core values are. So I would never date somebody like that. Now, my husband likes Walmart stuff and I Lord, the Lord Jesus, I'm working to get him out of that part of it too. Right. <laughs> but, but you have to have that middle ground. It cannot always be about what you are wearing and how you, you know, the labels that you're wearing and putting on yourself, because that tells me that your self-esteem is in a place where you need to be impressive to people. Again, I move in vibrational ways. So I would never date somebody who's Gucci down or Louis Vuitton down or whatever the other thing that is to me, because it tells me something about you that you probably don't even know about yourself. So, hey, it is what it is. Every bush, oh, I've ever stick a bush. And so you have to find what works for you and what your value systems are. And that is how you will find the person that works for you. Coming up next is Wake Up With Word with Solomon. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 